Which leads me to my next question, Nick. When did you join QAnon? <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. What What would be your next note? Do you, Do you have any more notes on what we talked about? Yeah, we can get back to the main topic at hand here. Oh yeah, um, sure. Um, oh, something that jumped out to me that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, was like the conversation around the self-fulfilling prophecy, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting. Um, kind of going into therapy, convinced that you're not going to get anything out of it. So on some level, do we sort of like psychologically, like deliberately don't allow ourselves to get anything out of it because we don't want to get anything out of it kind of thing, or we don't expect to get anything out of it. Um, so yeah, I, I full first off, I kind of want to get some of your thoughts um, on that, if you felt that that was sort of a fair characterization of what you were saying last time. Um... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did did I say that self-fulfilling prophecy or did I say like, oh, it could be or. Yeah, I think you had just mentioned you had these thoughts. OK, I don't think I'm going to get anything out of it because, you know, I feel like almost appear. You, I believe you said because, you know, that is kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. You said it without saying it, I guess. Uh, I Yeah, I think you did use the word like once in kind of like reflection of it. But I guess my. My premise of like self-fulfilling prophecy is just the idea of sort of going into therapy convinced you're not going to get anything out of it. So again, on some level, you sort of, you know, almost deliberately don't get anything out of it. Um, not necessarily consciously um, don't get anything out of it, but sort of like unconsciously, you're sort of don't allow yourself to get anything out of it. Yeah, that that sucks. Uh, probably a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of an interesting uh, observation uh, and a comment to make. And, and it's sort of as a, a general rule of thumb, something I tell clients all the time, um, that like I like to think it's sort of a general rule. We kind of get out of life what we put into it. Um, and sort of, so if, we, if we're sort of expecting sort of bad things to happen, we usually get that, right? And if we expect good things to happen, we probably get that too, right? I mean, obviously, that's an oversimplification, clearly. Um, but uh, but it was, and it was just sort of a, a noteworthy point that I kind of want to reflect on or get your kind of thoughts on. You guys kind of talked about that, I think later too um that you know when you talked about your focus of like what are the things you focus on do you focus on the good stuff do you focus on the bad stuff and um so yeah yeah so if you're always expecting bad and you're focusing on the bad you're gonna notice more bad yeah right because it's like when you have a bad day and it's like oh i spilled coffee on myself if i am ever going through one of those days and i get really upset about something super minor i try to think to myself would i be this upset on another day right like would i be reacting this way if all those other things didn't happen previous to me, this isn't that big of a deal. Mm. I, I want to express a little bit more frustration and disillusionment with the whole therapy thing in general. Yeah. Um, I totally understand. And it sounds like I even did uh, voice that a little bit. So I, I get it. I just think it sucks because if you go to a general practitioner with a virus, you don't need to have a self-fulfilling prophecy for them to cure the virus. So it just... <laughs> I know it's apples and oranges, but it's just so annoying that you have to participate in that way. And, and it kind of leads into like a, like a, a victim mentality or, or like a, like a blaming yourself type situation where like, oh, is it my fault that I'm not getting out of anything out of therapy because I didn't come in with the right attitude? Like that just, that just sucks that you have to do that. Right. It does right. suck, but I kind of want to do like a little counterpoint there. So we've talked about this before. Medicine for a virus, if you take medicine for a virus, it's going to cure that virus. If you take medicine for a mental health issue, it's not cured. You still have it. You know, I think that's a, a, an important distinction. 
Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what's yeah. so frustrating about it. And that that's ironically enough, that's what leads to the original idea that I'm not going to get anything out of it because it's such a complicated thing in the first place. Right, right, right. Well, and as far as the the self-blame piece, I mean, I would also, you know, I guess push back and provide, you know, encourage you, I guess, to consider like, like how do I word it? Um, Fake it till you make it. I mean, that's a... Speak it into existence. I mean, that's a helpful tool, sure. Um, I'm cured. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, go into it. Anyway, I'm good. (laughs) Go into it thinking like, okay, I'm going to do my best to get something out of this. Don't go into it thinking I'm not going to get anything out of this. Go into it with the like turn it into like a, a goal or something you're striving for i want to get something out of this so yeah, like yeah we talked about I last even, i don't even know if you can even do that can you really control your thoughts on that level i mean if you could you wouldn't even need therapy can you do it with exercise what do you mean like um fuck dude i lost my train of thought we had um this conversation you blew it i think it was last episode where jake cut this all out cut it out <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Cut it out. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I, like, e- even if you, okay, even if there's research and, and studies that prove that going into therapy with a positive mindset towards it will fix you, that still doesn't mean that you can will yourself to have that mindset. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I could be proven wrong on that, but I just don't believe we can control our thoughts on that. Sure. If I can jump in, I remembered where I was going with that. So Jake, don't cut any of that. Leave it in. Let people <laughs> bring know it back. Wrong. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about us turning over the new leaf. This episode's not out yet. So Nick, you haven't heard it yet. But we were talking about turning over a new leaf as far as like, oh, I want to exercise more. I want to get in better shape. And we were kind of talking about, you know, I didn't think of doing this diet until, you know, after I started playing soccer and I wasn't sure if that was a momentum thing, Kyle brought up the point that maybe it's me wanting to be in better shape for soccer. Even if I'm not consciously thinking that, I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself. I want to, you know, actually contribute. So that's why I'm doing this. So if you can kind of take that mindset of I'm doing this so I can get better at soccer in that example i'm doing this so i can you know sharpen my tools of coping with what i'm going through sure sure does, does that make sense or is that not even a good comparison whatsoever you can be it makes honest. sense it makes sense it's just like yeah ideally yeah. i i just and i don't know i don't i don't want to go into like a free will rabbit hole but i just i just don't think we have control over our thoughts like that uh yeah so i'd, I'd prefer to not go into a conversation around free will either uh, but I guess I would be on the, you know, generally speaking, on the other side of the of that uh, conversation. That I think we do have a lot more control than I think we give ourselves credit for. I mean, because I mean, I guess something I'd push back on again that, like, I think you had said something to the effect of like, well, then is it my fault that I'm going in with a bad attitude and I'm you know, right. not getting progress? I think that's also a play on like, are we focusing on the right details, right? Like, we can choose to focus on the details that confirm that I'm not making progress or confirm that you know, I'm no good or X, Y, and Z, right? Um, or we can focus on the more positive, constructive, productive uh, sort of things we can be focusing on instead, right? Uh, so I think that's kind of an interesting play on that, that am I sort of not getting anything out of it? Again, because I'm expecting not to get anything out of it. So those are the, my our brain is sort of programmed in a way to sort of look for things that confirm what we already believe. Um, so it's, this, it's a phenomenon called confirmation bias, right? Where we, our, uh, our brain 
uh, consciously and unconsciously looks for things that confirm what we already believe. So if I'm going into a particular situation thinking bad things are going to happen or expecting negative thoughts, whatever the case, um, those are gen- we generally find those details, right? And that's why I said earlier, it's sort of an oversimplification to say, if you expect good things to happen, it's probably going to happen. If you expect bad things, it's probably going to happen. Um, I, I think on a more, uh, a more granular level, uh, that's sort of the dynamic that's, or one of the dynamics that's happening, right? Um, our brain is focusing on those things because it confirms our priors that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm no good and I'm not good enough and, and I'm fat and lazy and I'm X, Y, and Z, right? Well, we actively look for those things. Uh, but in theory, if we can work on that, challenge those thoughts, turn them into something more constructive, more positive, you know, with enough work, now our automatic thought isn't that I'm no good enough, that I'm fat and lazy and X, Y, and Z. Our automatic thought is now that sort of new thought that we just planted into our head that I am worthy, I am good enough, I am X, Y, and Z. Um, and then generally, again, uh, the, the whole confirmation bias works in that direction as well, right? It doesn't discriminate. It also works in the positive direction. So if I'm expecting good things to happen, if I'm in a positive headspace, well, then I'm probably going to see those positive things. There's going to be bad stuff that happens too. Something you also kind of reflected on last week. I think you had made a comment about this too. The, the bad stuff is there too. I just don't notice it because I'm focusing too much on this other right. stuff, right? So yeah, I guess that would be my stance on that. Well, ironically, the answer is probably therapy. <laughs> but <laughs> if you start off with that assumption uh, that, okay, this, this is not going to work, then how, and, and you really believe that, mm-hmm. you really feel that, then how do you change it to, I believe good things will happen? Uh, well, you have to uh, get yourself to, you know, w- whether it be from challenging challenging your your original assumptions or i mean that i guess would be where i would start if i had a client who came because i have had clients who came in not expecting anything out of it and wouldn't you know it you probably aren't going to get anything out of it right the clients that i'm talking about pretty much did not get anything out of it because they went in assuming that they weren't so they deliberately sabotaged it and made sure it didn't you know you didn't get anything out of it that's what makes it so hard because yeah some of these people desperately need help but it's so like complex like Kyle, you you asked, how do I get in that headspace? Seems like the answer is therapy, but like some people just can't bring themselves to get that therapy, and it yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so fuck or, them, right? Or or <laughs> not, or not just that. No, but, but there's not like you can't help them unless they will allow to be allow, allow you to help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to that point too, like you also like have to be ready in order to like get the progress. So again, if you're going in expecting not to make any progress, you're again, you're probably not going to. Um, and sometimes it just requires, I mean, for some people it requires them to hit rock bottom before they like try to, you know, do something. Or for some people it's just the light bulb turns on for whatever reason, right? There's sometimes there's, you know, it can be the weirdest thing. There's not necessarily a rhyme or reason for why the, the, you know, they flip the script and the light bulb turns on, but it does. And like, I'm ready to, ready to do this. Right. Um, I mean, that happens with substance abuse that happens with any number of issues where, you know, you can't, you know, how, you know, how many times have, you know, have you potentially talked to, you know, somebody who's got a substance abuse issue, um, and said like, Hey, like, don't you know what this is doing to you? Right. And they know, right. But they're not ready. Right. They know it's killing them. They know that, you know, it's, it's obviously not, not a a healthy lifestyle, not the lifestyle they want to live, but they're not ready. Right. And so until you're ready. And I can, yeah, I can speak to that like from experience. I was going to make that same comparison almost like you can't help a drug addict if they're not ready to get clean. You can't help an alcoholic if they're not ready to stop drinking. Like I've done interventions in my life. Didn't work. Why? Because the people on the other end weren't ready. Yeah. And, or not interested really. 
Yeah. Like they know what they're doing is bad. They know that's not a lifestyle anyone ideally wants to live. Yeah. You know, you're just doing quests all day to get money so you can get drugs. That's not ideal. Yeah. So, but that's just, they don't want to quit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they think the drugs or the alcohol is outweighs, you know, being like living a normal life, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you think anybody wakes up and says like, you know what I want to be when I grow up? A drug addict. That's what I want to be. Right. Like nobody, nobody actually thinks that logically that that's what people think. Right. No, they, they fall into it for, for any number of reasons. People have their reasons. Um, but getting back out of it again, requires somebody to, to be in the right headspace, uh, to be willing to make a change. So what else can I do then? Because here I am actively seeking out help, talking about it on a fucking weekly basis, spending more money than I probably should be going to therapy, but I'm, I still don't want help. I mean, I, I know I'm putting words in your mouth a little bit, but I, I don't I don't really understand what else I can do. Well, on, on some level, does it feel like you're, I don't know, not not uh, not trying enough or not uh, don't want it to happen kind of thing? I guess I've explored that possibility. But as far as showing up and being honest about my feelings and doing, you know, whatever he instructs me to do, no, I give myself pretty good marks in all those things. And and if there is a mechanism in my mind that doesn't want help, then then again, it just feels so helpless and hopeless because, again, I, I, I don't know what to do about that because I'm doing everything that I think I can. So in my non-professional opinion, I know we have a professional here, but I'm going to step in and give you my opinion. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. I think you need to give it more time. I have heard you speak about, and you know, the people that listen to this show on a weekly basis have heard you speak about you, you know, getting a little something from therapy, right? Can you admit that, that you have gotten some things out of it? I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it and sometimes I feel like not. And it's, and again, I'm, and I apologize if I'm being overly negative, but I'm just trying to express this feeling I have towards the whole thing, but it's an immeasurable thing. It's just a feeling you have sometimes and sometimes you don't. It's a fleeting thing. It's not something you can put on a scale and say, yes, I've improved. So to, to, to honestly answer your question, I really don't know. That's fair. Yeah. No, and I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> well, in my non-professional opinion, I think give it some more time. Feel it out. And if it's really not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I guess two two things one would be to to support what chris just said that you know give it time and in theory i guess hope that there's a a switch that does turn on along the way on the process um you know of going to therapy that eventually we start to notice a change and be like oh you know i didn't think i was going to get anything out of it but now i'm noticing a a change and now now maybe potentially i'm even more ready to take the next step right in theory that could happen um but um but yeah, I think another part is also just, you know, I think self-reflecting on the idea that, you know, we, well, I think some of the, what you had, had said at least was that you didn't think you were going to get anything out of it because you sort of felt like you already knew kind of what was going on or you already knew like, you know, enough to feel confident knowing uh, what my symptoms are and, and that kind of thing. Uh, maybe help kind of clarify that for me because I also don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, and that's admittedly a bit arrogant on my part. But it ended up being sort of true uh, at the risk of being um, premature saying that. But after a few sessions, I kind of knew what he was going to say and what he would recommend. There, there was a couple moments of insight 
Um, but it did lead to this point that I kind of thought it was going to lead to. Uh, so self-fulfilling prophecy fulfilled. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Um, well, so something I guess I'd, I'd ask you to ponder. Uh, well, so the first off is sort of this, uh, the idea of like our gut reaction or like our automatic thought. Right. Um, so there's obviously an expression that, you know, trust your gut, go with your gut. Right. Um, but how many times have we trusted our gut and then found out it brought us in a very different direction than we probably thought it was going to bring us. Right. I mean, I think we can all relate to that on multiple, multiple different levels. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and so with that being said, well, so if we can acknowledge that our automatic thought, our gut reaction um, isn't necessarily always right. Well, then who's to say that I'm right on this? Who's to say that I'm right, that I won't get anything out of this? Who do I think I am to know that I would definitely not get anything out of this despite never having done this before, not knowing what I'm getting myself into, X, Y, and Z, right? And so then is it fair to say that I know I'm not going to get anything out of it? Probably. I mean, how? because how many times were we so sure that this was you know, the best path forward and to find out that it was not. I, I do want to say trusting your gut works 100% of the time in movies. And <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. Right, right. But I mean, is, yeah. that, is that fair though, that there has been times where we've trusted our gut and thought we knew something and found out we didn't? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then and that's, uh, I mean, I guess that's what justifies the leap of faith in me doing this in the first place is I, I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. And, and, and I do admit, I do, I do admit to, to feeling like I know too much. So I, I, I think, I, I think all of that's in my, in place in my mind already. Well, and then going into it, accepting that I probably, you know, I, I'm open to, you know, open to the idea that I may not have all the answers that I may not know everything there is to know. And, and hopefully this person can unlock something in me that, that help not necessarily gives me all the answers, but at least helps me guide me through some of life's most difficult challenges. Yeah, definitely. I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, leap of faith is the perfect way to describe it, really. Yeah, I mean, you're putting... Because there's, you, there's no guarantee that it's going to work. No guarantee. But you're trusting this person, and you're open to the idea of this person helping you. Yeah. Yeah, you're certainly putting a lot of faith as a client in the in the therapist to, to sort of, you know, fix me, doc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, the... Patch medi- me up. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, the medication piece that, obviously, you guys talked about last time, too, of, like, if... You know, I don't prescribe medications. I'm not a doctor. Um, but, you know, there's obviously medications that, you know, that may be helpful or whatever. Uh, and I think it's easy enough to just kind of uh, put our faith in the doctors. But sometimes that can be a bit of a struggle, knowing what's the right med, what's the right dose. X, Y, and Z is a lot of trial and error. Kyle, did you have any uh, more questions for Nick? Nick, do you have any more notes on the last uh, last episode? Um. I mean, we're just talking about medications. We can, I mean, I don't know how late you guys want to, want to go. Cause I feel like we're probably, you know, over an hour or so, but, um, but, uh, I mean, I'm perfectly comfortable continuing to go, but yeah, I mean, even if we wanted to break this into a two part episode, cause we have been going for an hour. That's typically what we're at. I'm not worried about going over. So I'll leave that up to Kyle. You make the executive decision. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have like a ton more to, to kind of add. And then if you guys want to just like, I don't know, uh, bounce back and forth ideas or whatever, I'm, com- I'm perfectly uh, happy talking. But, um, but uh, yeah, no. So I guess on the on the medication piece, since we just, I just kind of brought that up there. Um, 
You guys had talked about uh, how particular medications sometimes take like a long time before they actually start doing anything, which is incredibly discouraging, right? Um, anti mm -hmm. antidepressants in particular, so like SSRIs, um, uh, are particularly like they take a long take a long time before you start uh, noticing any results. Usually, like a month or so. Um, but I guess something you guys had, had said earlier too in the other podcast was just that, um, uh, you know, some. I guess my, my pushback would be not all meds are created equal. So like you're talking about Xanax, which is like a, a benzodiazepine, which, um, which that's something that's like you feel immediately. Right. Uh, so certain medications take a long time, like antidepressants, they take again 30 days or so before you start noticing a difference. But then there's other meds like Xanax, which is an anti-anxiety medication, which you feel like almost immediately like Adderall, right. Uh, Adderall is a different type of medication, but, um, it's another one that you feel like immediately. Yeah. That makes sense. Imagine like, being prescribed Xanax and you get in a situation where you're having a panic attack and then you take it. It's like, fuck, I've only been taking this for a week. This isn't going to work for three weeks. I guess I have to have the panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I guess that would be, uh, just another sort of comment too. And, and I also empathize with what you're saying about the, the sort of trial and error that comes with medication, because it's not just that you're like waiting to, um, but something you had talked about too, is like, there's also potential side effects that come from the medication, right? So I start taking Lexapro, uh, for instance, and then, you know, after a couple of days, I start feeling symptoms or after like a month or so, I start feeling, you know, some, some of these side effects that like I didn't have beforehand. And sometimes those side effects may even be worse than your current symptoms. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I get, I get how that could be frustrating. And then if a doctor's then kind of like double down and be like, I know it's not working, but hear me out, double it, <laughs> double the dose. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, back. That's to... <laughs> why there's not enough. <laughs> that's yeah. The problem is you actually need more of it. You need to f yeah. feel even worse. Um, so that's an important clarification that you made though, as far as the SSRIs and you know, the difference between the medicines, because we didn't touch on that at all. So I'm very glad you brought that up. Yeah. So, so like, cause yeah, I think you were talking about taking Xanax before, which, yeah, which is uh, an anti-anxiety medication, um, which yeah, is there to treat anxiety, panic attacks, you know, things like that. It's not to be taken recreationally in Las Vegas, uh, along with other drugs at the same time. I <laughs> cannot confirm or deny that that is how it's prescribed. Okay. Um, just making sure. But so when you take this, I want to, you want to take Molly about a half hour before. Yeah. If you really want it to work. That checks out. Oh, that checks yeah. out. Not okay. with cocaine and marijuana at the same time. I made a mistake. Okay. Yeah, you didn't listen <laughs> to the doc. Jesus Christ. I'm assuming this doctor said crush it up and snort it as well, correct? Lose their jobs. Okay, Jake, please bleep all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Drag oh, my God. Dragging him through the fucking dirt. Leave Kevin's name in there, though. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think what you're talking about, though, with the SSRIs is certainly fair, though, that it takes a long time. And that's got to be super demoralizing. I, I can't speak from my own experience or anything um, being on, on medications because I haven't been on any SSRIs in my life. But um, I can certainly imagine that that's got to be uncomfortable uh, going through that and then not even knowing if it's necessarily going to work and then having to start over and titrate down and try a different medication and that hopefully works. Um, it's, it can be a mess and sometimes it can get worse before it gets better, which is also unfortunately what, you know, that's something I tell clients uh, in, in therapy as well, especially when we're dealing with like trauma and things like that. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better, you know, go into it knowing that, right? Uh, 
but sometimes we have to deal with the uncomfortability or the discomfort. Um, uncomfortability, I don't think that's a word. I don't, we actually, last we time you guys were going back and forth. Like, yeah. Yes, it is a word. We looked it up, Wait, dude. Uncomfortability? Yeah. Or comfortability I, I use, but you added uncomfortability. Much to my annoyance, it there is a go. word. Yes. So uh, the uncomfortability slash discomfort um, of that has got to be you know, excruciating um, to willingly accept that this is going to be uncomfortable for a long time and maybe it gets better, maybe it doesn't, but hopefully there's light at the tunnel that it does, it does get better kind of thing. Yeah, so like the uh, medicine is just like therapy in which it's a, it's a leap of faith. Mm. You're trusting this to potentially fix your symptoms yeah well and knowing that you might not get much out of it knowing that you might waste your time but you're willing to give it a shot well antidepressants too uh it's kind of ironic it's something you guys were kind of joking about too is that a lot of antidepressants like the side effect is depression yep um so so that's sort of like it's it seems ironic or seems like they're kidding uh, but a lot of medications, especially you know antidepressants, the uh, this a side effect is worsening depression, suicidal thoughts, you know X, Y, and Z, because um, it actually has the opposite effects sometimes. Which is why there's so many antidepressants uh, because certain ones work for different certain brain chemistries and they don't work for other people. It's um, again there's there's a reason we don't just have one pill that solves everything um, because everybody's a little bit different. We need different things. Again, our our chemical levels and are, are a little bit different, so. Um, it is just sort of a, again, it seems silly and ironic that that's the case, but is is, there any data for success rates of all of this, whether, whether it be talk therapy or or medication or anything, because as someone who's personally going through this and I, and I think probably a lot of listeners too, it's like, damn, this, this all sounds bleak. This all, it's tough. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of research, um, suggesting that both therapy by itself helps medication by itself helps um and but the best uh the best progress comes from when you do both uh, that's what this study show um obviously i don't have the numbers in front of me or anything of like how much more one is than the other or, or the combination whatever but studies show that both therapy and medication is the best best sort of combination i i personally would push back against the idea of starting medication if you don't need it right that's i think the conversation we had last time but um studies do show that that to be the case is it more than 50% that, that start this whole thing that, that experience progress or, or find a cure? I know, I know that's being, yeah, I'm being sarcastic there, but how, how, how hopeful yeah. is it? How optimistic is it? And I know I'm, I'm, I'm speaking too generally. I'm, I'm sure it's different across different disorders and whatnot, but, but in general, sh- should a person be hopeful and, and not just in a self-fulfilling prophecy way, but is there, is there statistics that back up optimism in this, in this scenario? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think this would be a profession if it didn't show to be helpful. Um, it. Well, I mean, look well at said. the weather. Well <laughs> They're wrong most of the time. Hey, forty-year-old hey, dad joke. Continue. Got him. Um, got me on that one. I can't respond to that. But put you in a fucking body bag. And there's also too. Uh, and I don't. I don't want to be an asshole conspiracy theorist, but there's also the whole money angle, and uh, I think it would be a profession either way. Uh, it's it's on. Ooh, tinfoil hat. Sure, is on. sure. I'm gonna get you one for Christmas. <laughs> I could, uh, I could see that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. That's. I mean, anyway. I um. I'm not sure. You like to have more faith in humanity. Than than I that. Like yeah. That. I know it's tough when you have the outlooks that Kyle and I do, but I like to try to have more faith in humanity than have it just be some fucking cash grab. Yeah. 
Although, I mean, yeah, a lot of the sketchiest companies are a little bit what I'm alluding to. Companies. <laughs> well, oh, well, we're on to well, something. Well, so that with being said, too, as far as the medication piece, that's why I, you know, have prefaced this by saying, like, medication isn't necessarily always the option and X, Y, and Z. Because, um, yeah, there's certainly a profit motive um, in, in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, that's basically exclusively what happens in the pharmaceutical industry is pushing pills for, for money. So, uh, or... And I do want to say, knowing Nick personally for as long as I have, you're one of the good ones. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, in today's day and age, with everything with the vaccine and stuff, too, there's skepticism that are we pushing this out because of, um, you know, because of the profit, because Pfizer makes a lot of money for every jab that they put into people's exactly. arms and X, Y, and Z, right? Um, again, not, uh, not, not claiming anything or whatever, but that's... There's uh, growing skepticism that that may be the case, and I can definitely empathize with that and understand why people people think that may be the case. Which leads me to my next question, Nick. When did you join QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, when did you join QAnon, and when are the meetings? Because I want to go. Uh, yeah, kidding. no. Uh, can can. Clearly and confidently That's say what I'm say. not in QAnon. So um. <laughs> confirmed, Nick's not in QAnon. That, that is, yeah, that's what a that's what a QAnon person. Yeah, is. right, right. Um, but um, but anyway, as, as far as like therapy in general, I think that may be a different industry by itself than like the pharmaceutical industry, um, the psychopharmacology industry, um, which that would be what you'd classify as like anti-anxieties, antidepressants, whatever. But, um, but but yeah no I mean I wouldn't be in this industry if I didn't think people could change or capable of change I wouldn't you know uh, as I again speaking for myself well, I don't think I'd be in this industry if I thought that you know that all was hopeless and I was just there for the money and X Y and Z right I mean that's certainly not why I'm in it yeah I guess I'm putting you in a tough position by even bringing yeah. it up but it's just um, it's just another point of skepticism that I that I, that I can't help but review because. You could probably also extend that same philosophy to all sorts of things, which I'm not sure whether you would support or not, such as uh, astrology or, or tarot or or any number of, of things. You could you, you could view them through either lens like that might be a cash grab, but the people want to help people. And are they helping people? I don't know. I mean, I think that there's probably more science backing up. I mean, I, I, not that science is necessarily the, the, the arbiter of truth, uh, but I would say that research and data and science and all that um, is, uh, is on the side of therapy uh, more than it would be for some of these like alternative therapies. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to compare therapy to tarot card. Yeah, that might be like a false comparison. I know, yeah. I know. But, um, but yeah, uh, th- again, there's definitely studies that show that therapy is generally effective obviously not for everybody there's not a way for i mean it's also kind of a loaded question or well, not necessarily a loaded question but um like how do you really answer right. like what is like getting better quote unquote what does that mean um right. everybody's gonna have a different answer for what that means um and we're also not always the best we're not necessarily the best sort of like people to to respond on our life um can't think of what the there's a, a phrase for it but i can't i'm like drawing a blank I can't help you out here. Like, we don't necessarily have the most accurate information for, like, even our own life because we're sort of, like, too biased. Some people are, like, bad uh, bad reporters. Okay. I think that was the word I was looking for. Um, like, we're, or poor, like, self-reporters um, that in my perception of my symptoms may be worse or, or less worse than what they really are. 
Um, so I may not necessarily be an accurate, per, you know, a great person to self-report my, my symptoms uh, in progress over time, right? Um, so that may require the therapist to at some level to, you know, oh, here's a, a scale of one to 10. How are you feeling today? Uh, and then kind of like over time, potentially track it or something, but uh, just, yeah, that's a funny situation point, too, but, right? Like I'm not feeling better. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> what? Well, well, it's also like a lot of it's like about perception as well. Like I've had, I mean, it happens all the time. I have a client that I've worked with for a long time and you know, every day, uh, you know, say I've been working with them for a whole year and they'd be like, oh, you know, uh, because that particular day things are going particularly rough or whatever or not working out. And, you know, they'll say an overarching comment like, oh, I'm not getting any better. Oh, this is so terrible. Um, you know, nothing's changing X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, I'll reflect back on them like, well, you know, remember a year ago when you were here and now you're here, right? Like objectively things are different, right? Um, you know, and so it's like, is it fair to say, that you were not any better off than we were a year ago. Probably, you know, obviously the, the, you know, client sort of knows best, I guess, on some level, but it's like, well, you, you know, you couldn't even do this a year ago and now you're, you know, incrementally that, that much further ahead. So like, is it fair to say that you're not making progress? Right. And that's what I mean by we're like, we're not always the best reporters of our own sort of symptoms and whatnot. Yeah. I, I was kind of questioning that as well, but when you look at it in those terms of, Hey, you weren't doing this a year ago now look what you're doing so kind of like taking back and doing that self-reflection to uh, you know realize you oh i am getting better because like you said sometimes you just don't yeah, know you, until you take that self-reflection yeah yeah because depending on the day you might uh oh jesus uh -oh. Jeez, uh -oh. mary joseph so uh yeah like so so depending on the day if you were to ask that client they make and you actually kind of said this yourself you kind of played this this out kyle uh depending on the day i may feel like i got progress out of my sessions and then on mm -hmm. another day if you ask me on a different day i may have a different a different opinion uh what is actually what is actually the truth i mean does anybody i mean i'm not sure if there is necessarily an answer to that but because how could it be the truth one day but not the truth the next day right i mean if you haven't met with him since then how could things be you know how could your answer be different depending on the day if it was an objective truth i guess there can't be one because it, it's not static it's it's always changing. Is there such thing as the truth? Dun dun dun. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Nope. And uh, that that kind of um, when we were talking over each other, that was kind of what I was going to say because I, I dealt with that same exact thing uh, with my best friend. We used to kind of help each other with this whole thing, and and sometimes that uh, that's one of the most annoying things about the the whole mood thing is is when you're feeling really bad. That's all you focus on. We've kind of already covered that. But you can't, and even if someone points it out to you, and that must be that must be really difficult for you. Is when even when somebody points it out to you, you say, "Well, yeah, that's true," but still, I don't feel good, right? And and then I guess like uh, from an uninformed perspective, the only way you can really measure it is like the majority of the time. And and I guess that's what you were talking about with with the one to ten thing. Like even if you feel like a two today, if if most of the time your average number is higher than it was a year ago, then then I guess you have to say there's progress in one metric anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think we're not always the most reliable reporters. Um, so yeah, I mean, when in that particular instance that I, that I gave, um, where, you know, a client says like, Oh, I'm not making any progress. And then we kind of reflect on it. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, you could come away thinking like, yeah, well, I still feel like crap today. But again, is that is that an actual accurate representation though of how you feel? Yeah, in general or or over time, you know. Is that, again, I think there's probably a more nuanced and complex sort of answer to that that question. Yeah, it's it's got to be such a bitch with just the the cyclical nature of moods too. Yeah, well, and that could be something that you challenge too, right? That's like, yeah, but I still feel like crap. Well, you know, how can we challenge that to be something more constructive or more positive, more productive, whatever the case? Because it sounds like there's evidence to suggest that your initial thought, which was I'm not making any progress, isn't mm. necessarily fair. Right. Because there's evidence that goes against that. Right. There's another way to interpret this. And then it's up to you. Do you want to interpret it as, you know, interpret what you're feeling right now as I'm not making any progress? Or is there something else that would be a more positive, more constructive, more productive way of framing the particular situation? Mm, Right. And that maybe you can, maybe some, maybe something that's more realistic is like, Hey, maybe I'm upset with, you know, today was, was a rough day. Right. And I'm not happy with where I'm at at this current moment. But at the same time, I can still acknowledge that I have came, come a long way in my time in therapy, to, you know, up to this point, you know, and that's probably a more fair, thorough, um, you know, answer to that question. But it, it takes the client also being fair as well and not just yeah. focusing on that negative, which I think is what Kyle is kind of struggling with. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean... Not to tell you what you're struggling with, no, you're but that's correct. what it seems like from where <clears throat> yeah. I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's something also you can talk with a therapist about. How do I, you know, learn skills to be more fair with myself? You know, and maybe it is giving, you know, actually asking myself the, you know, like a scaling question of like on a scale of one to 10, how do I feel about myself today kind of thing? Uh, maybe that's a helpful tool to use because it's something that you can more easily measure than like just in general, how do I feel? If I was to write it down, how do I feel today? Well, it's, that's pretty vague, right? But if I say on a scale of one to 10, how do I feel? It's, it's easier for me to say like, I feel a seven today or I feel a three today, right? Versus if I just, if I, if I, if I was to write out in a journal or something, I feel like crap today. Okay. Is that a one? Is that a two? Is that a three? Is that a four? Right. Um, yeah. So something that's a little bit more easily able to be measured to track progress. You know. So, so do you, Kyle, how about you start tracking? You track every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, the days of the week. <laughs> I didn't need to listen there. I don't know why What, what comes after Wednesday? Oh. Thursday, I believe. Okay. And then after that is Friday. Fo- and following Saturday, Sunday, as you all know. Wait, I'm fucked up. Yeah, what? I- I've, um, I- I've, I've actually done that in the past. <laughs> I don't fuck uh, up. Even before apps, I had an Excel spreadsheet. I used to track things like that. And I, I, would, I would even do that. And then there was apps for it, and I did it like that. But I never kept it up for very long. Um, but, but I do, when you were keeping it up, did you find it helpful? Not at all. Um, but I, but I think it was, don't do that. I think it was just a matter of not doing it long enough. Um, and I think that was probably, uh, a consequence of the mood in the first place. It's like, uh, cause, cause I think, uh, I, I remember one instance, it was years ago. I was in a particularly low mood for a while and every day I was just writing down a three or a two or a four. And it's like, ah, well, this is great. I got 10 days of threes. This is helping, um, but that goes back to the whole beast we're talking about in the first place. So maybe I just wasn't in the right place. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like getting a, a long string of threes can be particularly demoralizing. I can imagine, um, mm. and and makes sense why I'd be like, right, but, you know, sarcastically, oh, this, yeah, this is really helping, right? Uh, but again, that's where our sort of 
you know, which details are we choose to focus on? The fact that we're threes consistently or potentially, you know, is there another way to view this? Well, I'm not happy that it's a three, right? Clearly, I'm not happy that I have a long string of threes here, but hopefully this will help, you know, bet, better put me in a position to succeed moving forward that I could learn from this, figure out why it is that I'm a three so consistently and try to implement skills and talk about it in X, Y, and Z to hopefully, you know, be that much closer to a, a 10 tomorrow kind of thing. Right. It's all about the spin, the spin you put on it. And it, like spin is not necessarily like the right word. I just mean, you know, challenging some, you know, challenging a negative thought, turning it into something more constructive. Yeah, it makes sense. Easier said than done though. I always, I always have to preface everything that I say with client because I always feel bad. Like I feel like sometimes when I say it, it seems it, like it sounds easy. Like logically it sounds easy. Um, but I, so I always feel like I have to preface everything with like, I, I understand that this is not as easy as it sounds. It's an oversimplification, easier said than done, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I hope you guys didn't come away thinking I'm like, you know, just do this. It's so easy. Why are you so depressed? <laughs> no, no, you did a very good job explaining. Like, hey, challenge yourself, work on it. See if it works. If it doesn't, yeah, no, you're, um, yeah, you're, you're very careful with these things, and and I really do appreciate your input too. It's 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 valuable. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess probably on that note is that I don't necessarily have much else to add to uh, the the last uh, last pod. But if you guys have other things you wanted to to ask or touch base on or whatever, uh, I'm good. Kyle, do you have anything you want to uh, touch on before we uh, put a bow on this? Like I say after every <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, what's the opposite of a preface? Uh, a postface. <laughs> Olog? A pr- uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, actually. Isn't that what they call it in a, in a book? It's a preface and a... Pro- uh, no. The preface is what comes before the book, but there's... Yeah, isn't the prologue what comes well, yeah. after? No, prologue isn't exactly what I want to do. I, I just want to leave a, a disclaimer at the end here and say that... Um, I know my sodium content was a little bit high. I've been a little bit salty. Um, and I and that was a little bit on purpose because I just, I want to provide the viewpoint of someone who's frustrated with the process. And, and that is me too. But I, I've overemphasized that by design because uh, for, for a reason. And, and I hope you guys can understand. But, but there, I guess I just want to say, I don't know what to say. I, I, I've been a salty <laughs> asshole, and I'm sorry. No, I, I, no, well, like you said, you were doing it by design as someone who's frustrated and you know taking these answers and saying, well, how do I do this if I can't do this? And right. you know, trying to get those answers to help the people looking for them, which is why we have our good friend, recurring guest, expert, Nick on. So I think... This episode was fucking awesome. I thought we were going to have a hard time topping the last episode we all did together, but I honestly think we blew it out of the water with this one. And, it's a juicy uh, topic. For what it, <laughs> topic. Hey. Well, yeah. and for what it's worth, too, I did not come away thinking that you were salty or that you were, like, being combative or, or anything for what it's worth. So Cool. Ha- halfway cool. through, I was like, the Discord chat is going to be fucking awkward when we were <laughs> up. And, oh. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no. I get... I, I thought this was really constructive, so hopefully you guys felt the same. So oh, no, I did. Was, oh yeah. no, that was awesome. Yeah. So thank you again for coming on. This may be our longest episode to date, and honestly, it felt like we've been talking for a very short amount of time. Like we never have an issue just fucking going at it when all three of us are talking. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it's it's a it's very nice. 
I, I love I love these conversations. Yeah, and Nick too. Um, it, it, consider an open invitation if you didn't already, but 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 come on whenever, and we we should we probably should do it periodically as long as you like doing it and whatever. But uh, yeah, you're uh, no, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I got yeah, no, definitely. I mean, whenever uh, whenever y'all are you know recording, let me know. I'm I'm always down. Hell yeah! All right, so thank you again, Nick, for coming on. Of course. This episode is dropping, I think, the nod, the 12th. It'll be dropping on the 12th. No, the 13th. I'm a moron. So, Back to the days of the week in numbers. <laughs> any closing? What comes yeah, the dude. 13th? Yeah, that's, that's my thing, dude. You guys give the good stuff, and I say, so Kyle, on, during the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm. you should do this. All right. Um, thank you all for listening. Bye. This is life being bound to love.